Welcome back, folks, to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. Actually, episode 146, so we're getting up there in the, uh... We're becoming official. I don't know, it feels like we've been doing this for a good minute now. Oh, uh, yeah. What sound effect was that? I don't know, it, was, it said bowling. It just got <laughs> Can you hit, hit it again? Is that a gutter ball or something? I guess. Like, maybe it's like... I definitely don't hear pins dropping. Oh, uh, he... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> This is more like a bowling for Columbine. That's pretty funny. Type of thing. Yeah, except without the gunshots, right? No, and that's what that sounded like. Yeah. Oh, did they? No, I don't know. Trench really. coat mafia. No, was that? Uh, yeah, bowling for Columbine yeah, was yeah. trench coat mafia, trench right? Mafia, yeah. Well, uh, I remember when I when I heard that happening. We were in high. Well, I was in high school. Were you in college yet? Uh, no, I was still in high school. It so, happened in '99. So, yeah, actually, my freshman year then. Um, yeah, I remember wearing, like, a trench coat the next day. Oh, for real? Yeah, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> it, it wasn't. No, it didn't go very well. Huh? I mean, I, it was to me, but nobody else thought it was Yeah, you get to. Does that ever happen to you, like, in high school? Uh, well, yeah, that's... High school was the, like, <clears throat> the golden treasure, you know, hidden treasure of, uh, hit or, hit or misses, you know, where you think something's gonna be great or awesome, and then, like, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. negative. Most of it have to do with embarrassing moments with girls, striking out with girls or something like that. Oh, man. What did I do in high school? Or what didn't I do in high school? I don't remember. Like, I mean, I don't think I was ever like that guy I was in, you know, like, you know, Mr. Popular or anything like that, you know? Oh, I don't think that's true. You don't think so? In high school? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I had my friends, you know? Yeah. It was just pretty much with them, just... Everybody knew you. Uh... But it was mostly rumors going around. Yeah. Like, I heard that guy perform like a dishwasher, you know? Yeah, something just gets stuff. around, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't, know if, I don't know if popular is the word the word to put it, but I definitely knew a lot of people, I guess I could say. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit different, because I guess I equate popularity to the uh, high school quarterback type of thing. I guess that's, that oh, comes okay. from movies, maybe? Like very, yeah, very... But our high school wasn't like that, so maybe it's different. But I definitely knew a... Shitload of, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people used to run into. Is, is it like uh, I'm out with Jackie, my wife, for everybody at home, that whenever we're out somewhere and we run into someone from high school or whatever, she hates it. She'll try to avoid it like <laughs> like the plague. And like nowadays? Yeah, no. Like if we're at a Target or a random spa or a bar or a club, like we run into like a high school friend, like, oh, hey. And she's just like, fuck, man. She's like, just wants to go away. Like why? She, I don't know. I've always wondered, like, why she hates running into people. Or, you know, people she used to know, whatever the fuck, but she, she's not a fan of it. She's just not. And I always run into someone, you know, oh, oh, look, that's what's-his-face or what's-his-face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and some of them comment on the podcast, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> oh, so, I guess not all the time. I heard your podcast. I'm like, oh, really? oh, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, oh, did I make fun of you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, that's cool. I don't think you have anything to worry unless you're like a ex girlfriend. Hmm. You no, know, I don't really haven't said too much about any ex girlfriends. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or maybe not. Obviously, you haven't named names too much. I think maybe once or twice. I think it just depends how drunk you get. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I'm pretty sure you know, like, just stuff gets said, like especially towards the end of the episode. Yeah. 
where you don't really keep track of what you're saying. You're just kind of going, you know. I remember I was editing one that I think I had to delete the entire episode because what the hell? this is one we would record and just keep going, right? So it was like we did a full three-hour episode like we normally do, and then we we kept going to another three hours. Oh shit! And then uh, and it was just so incoherent that. But we put it up, because back then we were just putting everything up. Oh, I see. And I remember re-listening to it, and I was like, no, if we got to take this down, no, this is not... <laughs> I think you deleted it or something like that. I, I'm not sure I'm what it was. Think. But it, it was early on in the... in the, Oh, okay. In our, like, the first 50 or so. And then I just remember, like, <laughs> re-listening to it, I was like, man, what is happening? Oh, like, I couldn't... You know what's weird? Like, it, it's the equivalent of whenever I used to write jokes, or uh, I still kind of write jokes, but like, whenever I was drunk and I try to write, and oh, that's funny, man, that's gonna be a joke. And I write down in my notes the next sober morning, I try to look at what the fuck was, was I like, talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gotcha. it has no that's what that's what this podcast was. It was three hours of us just mumbling our way through through incoherent messes. And yeah, it was kind of funny as an experiment, but there's no way I'd you know. Submit our viewers, our listeners, to uh, to listen to three hours of us drunkenly being assholes <laughs> and retarded. It was, it was funny. like beer goggles, but more like beer microphones, kind of. or beer ears, right? Beer ears, there you yeah. go. That's a good one. So weird, man. I don't know. How you been, man? Oh, uh, good, good, good. So, want to talk about up news and shit? It's the uh, Nipsey Hustle getting shot. That's the uh, that's the, the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. Yep. We went well. First, actually, let's uh, let me give a shout out real quick to uh, or a promo to uh, uh, well, Mel. His name's Mel, but uh, have you ever heard of Taco Mel? Taco Mel. Yeah, it's like a hood version of Mexican food, or it's it's tacos and burritos and shit. It's Mexican food, but a hood version. Like the first one opened in South Central, oh, okay. but then he opened up a second one in Compton, and then he uh, well, speaking of Nipsey Hussle, he he oh, promoted right. one real close to his store. So he used to oh, he used to go to that one all the time, and him and Mel have pictures. Like, I guess it was a kind of like a a Mexican food version of Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Gotcha. That's probably the best way to describe it. Okay. Well, a shout out to him or a promo to him because he just opened up a new store in Lakewood Mall, in the Lakewood Mall. So <laughs> I told we went I went the other day um, for the promo, whatever. I went to go sit, tell him congrats and have some food, or whatever. Uh, oh well, kind of the close. He knows. Uh, Bird, our, who was in the podcast before when you weren't here, but oh, my, my homie Bird, he's he's a cool dude. Well, he's the manager for Roddy Rich, who's blowing the fuck up now. Like, remember that? I'm telling you, his music videos have some of them had like 14 million views and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're up to like 58 million views now. Damn. Like he's huge now. He's getting. There was a I was watching a hood hood vines, you know those memes on Instagram, and one of them was from one of his concerts. So I was like, oh shit, he's if he's made of meme himself, now he's big. He's made it. <laughs> There's yeah. a meme of him now, that type of thing. So uh, hey man, fucking all the congrats in the world. Maybe maybe he he's they're still right now he, they're still right now in Europe, but maybe when they come back to L A, uh, we can have him on again. Oh, that's or, cool, uh, man, for sure. Man, they, oh, yeah. they blow this the fuck up. But yeah, but um, anyways, him and Bird are friends. That's how I know him. And uh, Mel opened up a new ta- Taco Mel. You know, play obviously on Taco, Taco Bell. But it's a uh, it's a hood version of fucking Taco Mexican food, and it's fucking bomb. It's cool because he started out like if you know his story, he started out legitimately selling one dollar tacos on the street, like corner street corner type stuff. Oh, all right. That's how he started. And then he opened up his own catering business. Then he opened his, his restaurants, and now this is a third restaurant. Uh, nice. In Lakewood, so it's kind of a cool Rax to Riches type story, and 
like I said, he's a like it's a Roscoe's type of place. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so a lot of the uh, hood community knows him, and obviously, you know, uh, you know, fucking uh, rest in peace. But Nipsey Hussle was one of the guys that oh, used right. to know him around the hood and that kind of thing. So they they have success. Okay, so shout out the way. So if you know you know any spot, go out to Lakewood, check it out. Fucking bomb ass tacos, good drunk food, good <laughs> drunk food. Can't get mad at that. Yeah. Nipsey Hussle. So <clears throat> this was. This was weird because this happens all the time, right? It's just hood violence, right? You know, someone's uh, involved in that gang life and their gangsters. Some shit happens, some shit don't happen. But it was weird with this guy because it wasn't like he was an asshole. He was a your run in the middle. Right. He was someone who everybody kind of respected. Right. Everybody, he's a pillar of the community type of thing. He was giving back. He was trying to change his life type of thing. So when you kill someone like that, who's maybe I guess the best way to put it, didn't deserve it. It, it pisses off people a little bit more, you know, than it, right. than it would be someone like, I can't use someone as an example. No, do it, do it. Say your name, say your name. <laughs> no, I'm or somebody from the rap community that is still involved in that gang life and is all about that life still, whatever the fuck. So like you saw it coming kind of. Yeah, like, like if it happens, yeah, well, he was in it. But this was someone who got out of that life and... Um, Wanted to turn it around. Yeah, you know? was trying to help people not stay out of that and was trying to do benefit in... And he gets killed that way. That's it's a double fuck up. Like fuck yeah. that, you know. That's kind of, and not only was he young and rich and successful, but he was smart about it and he was kind of good hearted, which is right. Fucked up. And he had a beautiful, beautiful fucking girl. I remember the first time. Uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the actress Lauren London, but I remember her from uh, this movie called "I Love You, Beth Cooper." Did you ever get a chance to see that? Oh, you told me about it. No, yeah, I didn't. oh, it's great, man. It, it, Tommy fucking loves this so me and him started watching it all the time one of those when it's on you watch it from wherever it's on that's how gotcha. it right? well she's one of the girls she's one of the girls in it has a threesome with the supposedly gay guy it's really <laughs> funny but she i was like man this girl is smoking hot anyways that's that was his wife you know that kind of thing so it's really like just tragedy all around like couldn't happen to a nicer guy type of thing you know so it's kind of fucking sad man i don't know yeah. What are your thoughts or heard, what you heard about it? Um, that he was gonna, um, he was working on this documentary. Okay, this is the conspiracy side. I didn't think we were gonna jump into it right away. But oh, yeah. that's like the thing that, like, ah. Yeah, yep. there's always something. That's exactly something. what you're talking about. Yep, go ahead. The conspiracy card, you gotta whip it out. Go ahead, man, whip it up. But, uh, yeah, um, he was, you know, trying to release this, uh, this, uh, documentary that he'd been working on with, uh, Dr. Sebi. Dr. Yep. Uh, was he from Nicaragua, Salvador, Central American doctor, right? Uh, I don't remember where he's from. I, I, I holistic doctor. Yeah, holistic doctor. I don't remember the specific country, but it was a Central American doctor that had claimed that he could he had a bunch of cures the natural way, right? Ba- right. Basically, things that would hurt the pharmaceutical industry, pharmaceutical right. industry, basically. So, there's this whole, you know, obviously the conspiracy theory, like, oh, they wiped them out because. He's you know getting in in their mix. Who died under suspicious circumstances himself? Uh, besides him? No, who died? I'm saying, aside from Nipsey Hussle, this doctor died under um, mysterious circumstances. Oh, himself. Oh, uh, Anthony Bourdain, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell. No. Or what? what do you mean? No, he died. <laughs> uh, uh, are you familiar with how the doctor died? Oh no, I'm sorry. No, 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 I don't. Okay, so. <clears throat> the way um, he was accused of embezzlement, and he got off. He got off. Wait, he was accused of other stuff first, but he got off free on trial. He wasn't. He didn't, he wasn't guilty of anything, and he he got clear. Then they then they got. Uh, I forgot which quote unquote government accused him of it of embezzlement, and he was going to trial for that. Now 
during transportation, he never made it to his destination, and he quote unquote died in a mysterious. They don't know how he died, but he was. He, he, he showed up dead, or what? he basically left one one uh, area where he was being transported alive. It didn't, and showed up dead, and people don't know how that happened. Type of thing, and they stock shock, stock it up to. Uh, Mysterious circumstances, natural. It was just so fucking shady. It's obviously someone killed him, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But that, anyways, that that's was like that is obviously a legit full on conspiracy, right? Right. right. And uh, you know, you pointing fingers type of thing. It's the obviously the pharmaceutical industry. You know the 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 whole the thing about it. The pharmaceutical industry obviously wanted him out the way because he probably had answers to things that was going to hurt their business type of thing, right? Right. So he was doing a documentary on the expose of that. Oh, I see. And, well, I mean, what, what did you think he was doing a, a documentary on him for? Oh, just more like awareness about how you don't need, basically you don't need medicine. You just like clean living. Uh, you know, all these natural remedies, they could cure everything that, you know. Well, he said he legitimately had a cure for AIDS. I guess that was the big I heard one. cancer. Cancer too. Yeah, okay. but I heard AIDS. AIDS was a big one, I guess. And then, can't. yeah, well, whatever. The two, the two biggest ones are AIDS basically, and cancer. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 But I heard those were the two ones that were that was gonna fuck up everybody. Like, oh, what? That's yeah, funny. I heard those were the two that were gonna fuck up everybody. Like, oh shit! And that's the one that they want to shut them down for. Now, <clears throat> on top of that, what I heard, okay, so that's the conspiracy side. Now, what I heard, like the the regular side or the hood side of it, was that this dude who they caught earlier today in Bellflower. He was in Bellflower. Yeah, that's where they caught him. I was, it was me and my me and my friend John, or uh, my best John John Moore. We were, I was picking up a, I was doing something, I was picking up a, a vehicle, I guess, in Bellflower, mm-hmm. and we, we saw, like, sirens, and we're like, oh, whatever, and we were legitimately, it was so ironic, we were just talking about how this will gotta be, like, in Nebraska or something, or Texas, or something. there's no way he, uh, he'd fucking still be, like, hanging around or whatever. Oh, I see. We were just saying that, we were just saying, like, yeah, oh, yeah, where would you go, Canada or Mexico? And then, he, you know, my, my buddy Jordan is black. He's like, man, he's black. He's got to go to Canada. There's no way he's going <laughs> to stand out. Like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then uh, as we're on our way back to uh, finishing whatever we were doing, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, oh, shit, they caught him already. And I was like, where? Uh, where? And I'm thinking, like, where? Louisiana, Texas, something? Yeah. And he's like, fucking Bellflower. Like, what the fuck? We were just there. <laughs> and then we put two and two together. Like, oh, shit, those sirens are probably for him or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's just like this guy's a fucking idiot. Okay, so do you, now if we if it's is a conspiracy that someone hire this guy to actually take this guy oh, out. Oh, I see. Like you the mechanics saying? behind yeah, him. Yeah, like, right, right, it all right, happen? right. Because what from what I've the reports that I've read or hearsay shit is uh, that he was a snitch that was part of his clique and Nipsey and was walking by and or whatever the fuck and Nipsey also told him something like about. Like, oh, uh, you know, whatever, you're, you're a rat or you're a big mouth type of thing. And he, that's how that conversation started. Then he went home or he went, whatever, went somewhere to get a gun. Then came back, had his girl stand by, shoot him up because he didn't like the way he got called out by Nipsey Hussle. And that's what I heard happen. Now, that sounds extremely personal. And it is personal. He was shot in the head. Hmm. Uh, not, for like four times in the chest and once in the head. That's that mean, That means it's personal. And they, they even showed him kick the body out. Like, there's video of it. They kicked the body after he was already in the ground. Like, it's, that, that's an inclamation that it is personal. You know, any mm. detective will tell you that. So, that kind of throws the whole conspiracy thing out the window. Type of thing. Or does it? Or do you think it was all part of the act? Or what do you, you know, what do you think? Well, I haven't talked to him in a while. <laughs> so, um, 
I guess uh, just trying to like you know get as much info as you can about like the whole situation, the before and the after, or whatever you know, yeah. like how everything everything kind of escalated. Um, like uh, like I didn't even like I don't know who the guy was, you know, like Nipsey. No, no, the oh Eric, the guy, the... Eric. Something. Eric Anders? Eric Saunders? Eric Andre. That's what it is. Was it? Eric Andre. <laughs> <laughs> was it... Yeah, he does, he has a song too with uh, with Roddy Rich. He was up there and as far as the LA community goes, he was he was pretty big around here, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the Nipsey also dude. He was good stuff too. Good music, man. I was into it. I remember uh I think it was like Fears back he released like an album for free. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, I forgot which one it was. I'm trying to think of the names. Not Marathon. Was it Marathon? Maybe. What? The, the name of the album he released for free. Oh, shit, I don't remember. Whatever it was. I mean, he, was a, he was a legitimately talented musician. As far as new rap music goes, he was one of the ones that was actually really good, man. Yeah, he was a mumble. He was a No, he's not a mumble rapper. I think that's dying out, man. I think that cliche. I hope so. I, I really do think so. It's not really... It's, it's like a joke. Of itself now, you it's know? become a parody. How many more? I don't think I've, the any singles that I've had I've heard lately. No, I don't think I've heard any singles lately that have mumble rap in it. Or I think I think it died out. I think it was I, a quick phase and it's out. I hope so. Yeah, let's all hope so <laughs> for the sake of music, <laughs> for the sake of youth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Any other comments on it? I just sad, kind of fucked up. I mean, it's a young, it's a young rich guy that had a few a promising future. Uh, if you if you see any of his interviews, like this guy was not just your run of the, he wasn't annoying to listen to. Gotcha. Which is your number one thing. You're like anybody you hear, especially rappers, they're just fucking like, fuck. This is annoying to listen to, or pop stars in general. Yeah, like, yeah. This, ah, I'm you. over this. He wasn't he wasn't annoying to listen to, and that's that's a huge compliment in itself. He had substance. He had something to say. And and, it, and I didn't mind like oh yeah they, hey good on you but you know it was something like that you know like. I don't know. Because, you know, when he died, everybody started posting about how big of a fan they were. Really uh, that's, that part's kind of annoying. That, but that comes with everybody who dies. Yeah, True. Right? Yeah, right. But, I mean, that, that's where I saw, like, a lot of that stuff, you know. You know, people started, like, posting, like, stuff he was saying, interviews and stuff. Like, oh, shit. But, yeah, I guess that's the good thing about it, right? Exposure. It's maybe too late for, you know, under the present circumstances, but. Well, his message is exposed, and that's probably more important to him than anything else. Maybe even his life. Tupac would be proud. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, legit. Yeah, that kind of thing. Tupac mm-hmm. would be proud. Who knows? Well, rest in peace, Brady. Um, probably should play a song from him, but I don't know. Uh, so we could just mumble rap one. <laughs> he wasn't old, whatever. I know. I just get so drunk, you just start mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He had a really good talk about like fuck Donald Trump, and I mean that's the obvious, but the lyrics were actually really good. I don't know. He. he the radio version is like, nope, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Donald Trump. Nope, Donald Trump. Like that, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, but it's just so funny. Like, wow, this is this sounds corny, and like, oh, it's edited. Oh, no shit. Gotcha. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Like, uh, like Ode to My Car, Adam Sandler. Mm-mm. Do you remember that one from like Mm-mm. years ago? This, this was one. on his first comedy record. It was one of them. Is it the one where he has like a clown one. face? Uh, and, shit. Well, whatever. Well, how's it I, going? I think it's called They're All Gonna Laugh at Me. Okay. I want to say that's... Well, like, the whole song, he's talking about, like, his piece of shit car. Remember? You don't remember this? It's kind of like a reggae-ish song. Vaguely. 
Like I know, like we used to listen to it back in no, the day, I, man. I, I think I, if I'm remembering the album cover correctly, I just remember him going like this, but his face is covered in clown makeup. Was it that one? If I'm remembering, well, well go ahead. Well, what about the song? Well, it's just because like the the version that they played on the radio obviously is edited, mm. but it, it wasn't. Wait, fleet. they played it on the radio? Yeah, they played this on the radio. <laughs> that I definitely don't remember. Like I know it was the on, like, only like, thing I ever K-Rock remember of. The only thing I remember of Adam Sandler was the Hanukkah song on the on the oh okay, yeah that on one the holiday that's it, it. I don't remember anything else from Adam Sandler on the radio yeah because they used to play that one on the radio but mm. I mean he's like you know cursing every like other word to send about his car's a piece of shit yeah he's like, this fucking thing that fucking thing that's whatever funny. but for every um like bad word they don't they don't beep it, it it's a car horn piece of car and it's like different um that's funny different types of car horns but that's what made it funny mm. now i remember like finally one day i heard like the unedited version you were the words. Like, what is this <laughs> no 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 it's like oh, okay yeah like but it sounded funnier with the car horns because it's like oto's piece of shit car and it's like car horns like throughout you know i always thought like just the editor version was funny just because of the car horns that's that is pretty funny yeah but uh yeah they used to play it on the radio man but, uh, I don't know, it just reminded me of that, like, when you hear, like, the version, it's like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, because... <laughs> I do remember there was a funny, um, now, it wasn't edited in a bad way, it's just, like, when we would, quote-unquote, make mixtapes, and I mean actual mixtapes, <coughs> I would record off of the radio. Oh, right? same, same. Yeah, you too, right? And, I, dude, I spent, I'm not exaggerating, this isn't hyper, dude, hyper, four or five hours just... Staring into the radio, just waiting for your for a great song to come on. Yeah, and then you'd true, like, true. and there was even um, when the DJs would talk over the intro, and you're like, man, shut the fuck up, so I can just record or whatever. <laughs> and then there was a whole debate, like, is this worth recording or not? And then whatever, you know, recording over. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, fuck it, yeah, I record, I record it, fuck it, it's worth it. And there was that whole thing, but yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember it happened with Cake. Where, uh, oh, yeah, 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 the, going the distance, right? Oh, okay. So I remember once it, one of those things where the DJ was talking and I waited for him to stop talking when I finally pressed record or the record and play button at the same time for all you <laughs> who are back in the day, you, you know. But it started with uh, the green light flashes, the flags go up, yearning and burning, they yearn for the cup. And then the you know, the song, but it's the spoken word. Well, I had no idea up until like I got the, the CD or the download of the song where... There's actually a, sub, a verse right before the green light flashes. And I think it's... Um, do you remember what it is? Um, it starts reluctantly crouched at, at the starting line. line. The green light flashes. Oh, uh, no. Up. There's actually another one after okay, that. Okay, what Hold is on. it? Hold on. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Burning something, yearning in time? Something, yeah. Something like that. And then it starts with the green light flashes. The, the flags, flags go, go up. up. Yearning mm-hmm. and burning your yearn for the... Or, and then it comes in. So I, th- the whole song to me sounded right when I, it just sounds good when it starts with the green light flashes, the flags go up, burning and burning the year. For th- like, you know how, like we're musicians, the, the tempo fits with that, starting right. from that line. So when I, when I finally heard the song, I was like, what? <laughs> I just remember thinking like, this doesn't sound right, man. And I was just so used to hearing it the way I had it on my mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. this day, if I hear that song, it just like does not feel right to me starting at that where it starts where it's supposed to start where it right, starts right. you know automatically it's just so funny to me i don't know man but it's one of those things that's the uh trials and tribulations of making mixtapes off the radio back in the day when you couldn't afford to buy albums or anything like that, you know when mixtapes were those what were mixed that's what a mixtape was exactly what it was yeah yeah i remember that struggle though 
trying to record it off the radio. And they're hoping that, yeah, the DJs don't talk too long. I would request songs. Uh, like, I'd request a lot of No Doubt and Oasis back in the day. Oh, or Rage. Okay. Rage is another one. So it was always, I'd call to request No Doubt, Rage, and Oasis just so I could get them on the, on the, on, you know, on my mixtape or whatever to have a, I don't know, it was funny. Yeah. Those were the days, man. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that. And then when they finally came out with, uh, or when, you know, when we had a, uh, a radio that was a CD player and, and a radio, they had a radio, CD, and tape at the yep. same time, right? Yep. I was like, oh my god, finally, so I could take my favorite songs or whatever CD I had here, there. This is all before downloading, obviously before, before even, like, Napster yeah, or anything. Yeah, way before Napster. So you could make uh, your collage of, like, your randomest-ass CDs. And at the same time, it was that whole 11 CDs for a penny type thing. Oh, uh, Columbia House Columbia or BMG. House. BMG I for me. BMG, same. And I would just fake the names and get a bunch of CDs and never pay a bill <laughs> on it. I'm sure there's like a bunch of Steve Stefanis that owe <laughs> so much money. <laughs> just random ass names. Oh, dude, it was so awesome, dude. I just fucking like, what? They said, these guys are idiots. Why would they, a dollar? Send, why would they send me the product first before I send them money? <laughs> yeah, man. That's probably why none of those companies are still around. Oh, yeah. Legit, yeah. Well, that and uh, internet, but yeah. Oh, yeah, true that, true that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, dude, I had my whole whole CD collection was about that. And then when they they did that for movies, like, oh, get out of here. I got a bunch of random-ass movies like that, too. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Do you remember any that you got in the mail that you, like... I, do you remember how excited you were when you got like a brand new seat? Dude, this yeah. is dude, this is something we'd have to go to Warehouse or Sam Ash when they still existed. Mm. Uh, music that like, dude, this is nineteen ninety nine, and on you know if I wanted to buy this album, or it was at the least twelve ninety nine. You know, they were from like twelve, 12 ten to twelve bucks, 20, ten to twenty bucks was your like you. You have to be ready to spend this money if you wanted to buy something. You got it for free. And you're like, oh shit! Like I remember being so excited. Playing, I I'd listen to every song whole through the album, you know, because yeah, 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 you're so yeah. excited to get it, right? Yeah, I remember that, man. Fuck, that's where I got my first CDs too. <clears throat> There's definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, it slowed down your attention span because it forced you. I guess records were the same way, but it forced you. Records probably even more now. That I think about it, right? Because we even had the skip option. You could skip through a track. That's true. There's the records you legitimately, unless you physically lifted up the needle, you'd have to listen to the whole. Like, albums were made in purpose to be listened to the whole way through. Gotcha. And I guess when CDs came, tapes are the same way, right? 8-track tapes and records, they all had that same purpose to... You're, you're purposely in t- um, listening to the whole thing and through... But when CDs came, they changed the game up a bit because you could finally skip through things. Right. So you had that kind of mentality where, like, well, I just want the four best songs of this album, so let me just skip through the rest. That doesn't mean shit. And then... I guess it for I guess maybe man, maybe that forced the single to come out in a different way, you know. Oh, gotcha. Like okay, so a perfect example is Bohemian Rhapsody, right? It's a single, but it's also like eight minutes long or seven minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. Before that, I, basically, by the time we got to the nineties, you had a formula where songs had to be three to four minutes long. They had to have an intro. They had to have a, a verse, chorus, or you know, they had a formulaic structure. That right. didn't, and if it wasn't that structure, you could have it on the album, but it wasn't going to be a single. You know gotcha. what I mean? And maybe that's why it was forced that way. Do you think that maybe like this is the progressively, or, well, or regressively de de evolution of the human attention span? Oh, okay. You gotcha. know what I mean by that? 
So it, 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 it made things get shorter and shorter and shorter. And it easier, easier to listen to? Easier to listen to because you, you can only hold your attention span for so long. Like, so, the you know, back in the day, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you could hold it for an hour. And you could that's why you could do a whole record. And then it got shorter and shorter as time progressed into the 90s where it became to three to five minutes. And even more than an hour in the 2000s where you can download just one song if you want. You don't even have to get the whole album anymore. You can just get singles. Yeah. And you're just like, boom, boom. And the same thing applies uh, visually, right? Where movies became shorter, uh, where TV shows became shorter. And um, uh, now we have YouTube channels where, or Vine videos, right? If you really want to get to it, where you have like 13 seconds. If you don't hold someone's attention span within, basically no one's having successful YouTube that videos that isn't longer than 10 minutes or 5 to 7 minutes. Like, if you have these long-ass, you know, good luck, you better have really good product or you're pertaining to a certain kind of audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The youth is not... Let's not with that bullshit. You better have something... You better catch me within the first minute or two or I'm out. You know, that kind of thing. Better catch you outside. And and that's kind of, like, the internet's fault of our attention spans dropping. Even porn. Even porn, you think about it. Like, look at the most successful porn sites. It's Pornhub and X videos. And why? Because they have the option of so many different... You can switch back and forth. There's no longer the porn DVD, right? The yeah. Where you pop it in and you'd, you're... Or the porn tape where you pop it in and you're in for the haul. You, not, there's no forwarding to your favorite scene. There's no, like, skipping this storyline. Nope, you'd have to... You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Like, remember I told you about that one thing that I listened to? It's called The Butterfly Effect? Mm-hmm. It's about, like... this. It's like a, like a little series. I forgot how many parts it was. Like, six or seven. And it's about, like, you know, the way that Pornhub pretty much, like, uh, I don't call it, I guess in a way it's kind of revolutionized. Revolutionized, yeah. You know, but the way it changed the porn industry, like, forever. Just because, like, it's not like you have to go to the store, you know, rent, like, a video or anything. It did to porn what basically the internet did to the record industry type of thing. So, yeah, like, everything's just, like, right there. Like, you should just stream it. People mainly, mainly make their money off of live shows. Like, if you want to perform live, that's where you get more of your money than the record. And porn stars is kind of the same thing, right? They If they want to make the real money, it's from going live, touring, quote-unquote, to different strip clubs and stripping. And you want to see the girl you jacked off to live, well, she's going to be here to come give your money away, and that kind of thing. Yeah. They're, they're making more... That's kind of what what Pornhub did was which what the internet did basically with music, right? Well, that's them. Yeah, that's them trying to like keep up with it mm-hmm. because ever since that they don't make as much money, you know. Like nobody makes money, you know. Like you know, going out and like buying the DVD or buying this or that. Oh, you you don't even need a membership to like any of these sites. No, of course not. Yeah, it's free porn, free streaming porn, and that's what did it. And uh, like you know. Like, like, each episode talked about, like, all these different facets of life. Like, fuck, wow. Like, it's, uh... Like, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I heard it, like, one or two years ago. I mean, there's pluses and minuses, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because basically... Well, what I... I just read somewhere that this girl in... In New England... Well, not New England. In England? In Britain? Mm-hmm. She makes over a hundred grand a year. And only has about a thousand followers on her Instagram. Now, what she does is she makes her Instagram private... And if you want her to accept you, you have to sell her money or PayPal her money. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's that kind of thing. And it has to be a monthly fee. So she'll keep track. And I guess it's a thousand because she can't keep more track of that or whatever. Her and her mom. Oh, shit. I write her and her mom. Wow. Her, which is weird. So her Instagram is private, but she has a bunch of nude shit on there. 
And, oh, she, okay. and she also take requests. If you DM her, you pay a little bit more, you sell her the money, and she'll do some other nasty shit, whatever. Anyways, but she has a thousand followers, and they each pay like $10 a month. And they each Damn. PayPal her $10 a month, every month, whatever, and then she'll continue having you as a friend on Instagram. So what is that? Hundred, yeah, ten, ten thousand. You know what is it? Ten, 10 billion dollars. <laughs> so that's like what uh, thousand, a thousand followers, ten bucks a month. That's ten thousand dollars every month. That's one hundred and twenty. You know nice. whatever. Hundred thousand. She makes it over a hundred grand, or euros, whatever. Excuse me, uh, or pounds. Pounds. Yeah. It's, now it's that they're Brexit. No, no, but oh, Brexit. Because yeah, of the right. Brexit thing. So I'm not sure if they're back to pounds or euros. Whatever it is. Anyway, she's making six figure income off of just a thousand followers on Instagram. And being private and accepting you only if you pay a certain amount. And, I mean, it's kind of genius, right? And this is the way, like, if she was a porn star, no way could a porn star. You'd have to be one of the big ones to make six figures a month, uh, six figures a year for the porn industry. If you're a low-level porn girl, you're making, what, 50 bucks a pop, you know? Yeah, you're starting off, like, right at the bottom. Yeah, and you're your guy even worse, you know? But, I mean, this is kind of genius. You know, it's kind of like... I guess who suffers is the the person at the very top that was very successful back then and right. isn't anymore. But it brings up so much more availability or accessibility for the, the lower and middleman, basically, you know? Uh, like uh, Aerosmith and Kiss are notorious for saying that uh, the inter- if you download any of their music for free, you're stealing. You're legitimately oh, stealing. They're, they're notorious for that bullshit. Metallica? Yeah, and Metallica too. Uh, and why? Because they were at the very top of their industry, where they literally are going to be, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't get another extra million this month? Go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> I'm not feeling sorry for them. <laughs> no, go, man. But it helps out the regular garage band, who now has exposure because of the internet. Right. SoundCloud. SoundCloud, dude. It, that's a perfect example, yeah. You have just a regular exposure, you know? I don't know. I, I, overall, I think it's a good thing. You know, whether it's dealing with the porn industry, whether it's dealing with music industry, whether it's dealing with whatever. What's the fucking extra catering business? This guy blew up because he took some pictures of some famous celebrities. The Taco Bell guy, once again, you know? He blew up and got more successful, more followers on, online. That's how his business blew up. And now he's able to open uh, a, a third store at a, at a Lakewood Mall. You know, like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's he's getting, he's, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah. Like you, Overall, it's, I guess it's overexposure is better than underexposure. I guess what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. It's no longer certain people have, hold the key to the door, and whether you get in is whether they accept you or not, whether they think they can make money on you, make money on you anymore. That's no longer the case. Anybody, anybody with a phone has an opportunity exactly. to make money. Exactly. And uh, yeah, better. Yeah, fuck it. Better, better for them the ones that get away with it or can. You know. Yeah, pretty much. I started a webcam neutral. Mm. I'm your first member, dude. I'll sign up. No, that's cool. Like, I owe the IRS so much money, it's not going good. <laughs> Did you do your taxes yet? Um, I think we gave it to... Because um, my tío Victor, uh-huh. he's the one who does our taxes. Oh, he's still doing it? Yeah. He did mine a couple of years. I just feel weird when doing them, like, with family. It's always weird to me. Like, <laughs> huh? huh? No, not like that. I just didn't want to, like... <laughs> I hate, I hate just, like, ah, oh, it's cool, man. Like, uh, asking... It's almost like asking for a favor, you know what I mean? I still pay him, but I feel I, I feel bad at making him ask us to pay him. Oh, you know I, mean? I see, I see. I just don't even want to put him him in the position that we're like I don't want to make it awkward. You know, so like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did do it with him a couple years though. He was always cool. Oh, oh, you seen double yet, dude? No, no, I haven't. How was it? 
off the bat, like, just so you guys know, the original Dumbo movie was one of my favorite movies of all time. And I don't mean oh, my favorite Disney movie, I don't mean my favorite cartoon movie, I don't mean my favorite old school movie. I mean, I could watch that movie right now, plain and simple, and I'll fucking cry. And oh, it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it. I don't know what it is. That part makes me cry so much. The menstrual black people. <sighs> I talked to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Not like, uh, I don't know what it is. That movie is just, every, anytime I watch it, I So, I went in there with my arms crossed. Because I was like, dude, okay. Ruined my childhood, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> I was so, I was taking, it made me a kid again. I legitimately felt like that. I was so, um, I fell in love with the Dumbo CGI Dumbo. Like, anytime he's on screen, I just wanted to hug him. Anytime, <laughs> anytime any of the mean kids on the audience, I mean, not the, in the uh, arena were yeah. mean to him, or I wanted to fucking punch them through their faces. They got the reaction <laughs> they wanted out of me. Um, and he, it was just so cool. It's so good. And there was an actual, like, the original movie is only, like, an hour long. But that's because it's told from the perspective of the elephant. This one was told from the human's perspective, obviously, so they have to create a, a whole different storyline. Oh, which okay, is cool, which is refreshing because you see the Jungle Book and it's great and it looks fucking amazing. The remake, the live action remake with John Favreau directed. Hmm. But it's also the exact same storyline that the cartoon told you. Do we oh, need to see okay. that? You see the Beauty and the Beast remake, it's the exact same story that they cartooned. So yeah. there's no, like, I guess it's cool. Aladdin seems to be. Head in that direction too, where like, oh, it's cool seeing the live action in Aladdin, but it's also the exact same story we've seen. And right. to be fair, they're in a no-win situation because if you do change a storyline, like, why are you changing something that already works? And if you if they if they don't change it, like, why am I seeing something I've already seen? So they're in a no-win situation. Dumbo has the answer because they they basically they have your first film, but because it's only an hour long, they got away with creating a whole second movie added to the end of. To the tail end of it. So basically you have the whole first... You can call it an act. The whole first film, which is a love action where Dumbo gets his revenge and it's awesome and the whole thing. And then you Dumbo's add, revenge? <laughs> no, but you know... Have you seen the first one? The, 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 the Disney one? Oh, of course. It ends with him being a success and he's flying through the circus and he's getting like... You know, he's getting... Whatever. It's it's awesome. Like, ha- happy ending. Yeah, happy ending. Very ending. great, great ending. Then they add a whole other hour to it with... The human involvement of you know what happens after that, and so it's almost like Dumbo one, and if they made a sequel, part two put together. Oh, I see. But we I never see. got to see the part two. Well, now we do. We see the whole as a, as a whole movie. So it was really really cool, really clever. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I was really impressed. And Tim Burton to me, he's Tim Burton to me is one of those hit or miss guys. Not necessarily hit or miss because the movies. If you're a fan, you're a fan. But to me, he's always like I like half his films, and I don't like half his other films. Very M Night Shyamalan on the uh, three. <laughs> But but this one was one of the ones I really enjoyed, man. I put it up there with Big Fish for me. Oh, Big Fish, yeah. favorite Tim Burton, dude. Right, right. Sure. I put it up there with that for me. Uh, obviously, so I'll name a few other. Full of tears, or is uh, it a tearjerker at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a part where it got me like, and I'm looking at the kids like, man, I ain't even lying, homies. <laughs> I look right at Tommy going like, I ain't even lying, dog. I'm so, I'm, I'm wiping my tears away. I'm not trying to fake this shit at all. And they're just like, oh, jeez, Papa, relax. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you, kids. I'm fucking crying. I'm letting it cry right now. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> it was that kind of thing. So, uh, there's some good moments. And then, like, and it's not at the end. It's not the, the it's it's right in the like, middle or, like, or, you know, whatever, two, two-thirds two in. Like, oh, okay. Tear drinker, all right, cool. Is it, one of the, the like, awesome. is it, like, the scene in uh, the original one? Mm-hmm. 
Is, is yeah, it that it scene? Is, it is. Oh, yeah. fuck. And the song is playing, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. That's how I feel. And I'm like, Jeez. and as I'm, as I'm like balling, I'm like, Jesus, you sons of bitches, you got me again. I didn't think you were going to get me, but God damn it. <laughs> but it's, oh, it's, it's awesome. And, uh, it, I, I, there's no other way to explain it, but it made me feel like a kid again. Like, just seeing Dumbo fly and the way he flew was just, it made it believable. And I was like, fuck, man, you guys did it, man. It's, oh. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's good stuff, man. Oh, good stuff, man. yeah. And part of it, to be fair, like, uh, there's a little bit of the Tim Burton Batman for me, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, seeing Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton back together yeah, on the same true, screen. Huh? And there's a lot of, like, we kept laughing every time, uh, are you, you know, you're familiar with Always Sunny. Uh, always sitting in Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite. No, I mean, so the kids are laughing because Danny DeVito's secretary uh, is Max Mom. <laughs> so, oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, so shit. there's a lot of like similar casting, and she's a fucking angry, bitter bitch <laughs> in that. So anytime she makes any comment, <laughs> we just start looking at each other like that's Max Mom, <laughs> Max Mom, and Frank. Haha, and we start she's smoking. Yeah, smoking yeah, like, shit like that, right? Is she really? Yeah, so it's like Frank and Max Mom. Like, <laughs> That's it. That's demonstrating. I hope someone comments on it. And we're the only like she's not even really saying anything too funny or anything like hilarious. But me, Tom, and Gwen are legitimately just like laughing out loud. And the room, I mean, it's obviously full of like, kids and like regular people. They obviously don't know what Always Sunny Philadelphia is. But for us, it's just that's an extra s- a pinch of salt of magicness gotcha. to us. Like gotcha. ah, we get it. We get it. You know, there's a <laughs> there's a cool. It's a cool little wink wink and a tip of the hat to all the Always Sunny fans that sees them interact together and say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you oh, gotta love cool. it. You gotta love it. <laughs> that's funny because you know Max was notorious for just being like she just grunts sometimes uh-huh. when you ask her questions. Like, it's just also like brain dead. It's yeah. just like brain dead. No, but just like her, like the way she looks when she's full of disgust to whatever you have to say. <laughs> and she she has that kind of mentality or attitude uh, on the screen, and it's just so funny, man. But dude, fucking highly recommend it. I don't know if I can't sell you on it with what I just said. No, no, I mean, like I would, yeah. I would I'm planning to go watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. That one, um, Lion King. That's another one. Out. Like, is that gonna be the same shit you saw when you were a kid, or just a live action instead of cartoon? Not even live action, like CGI is right, Jungle Book style. What are they gonna do that's different? I'm curious because they know. didn't do anything different with the Beauty and the Beast movie. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. You know what I, I really liked about Beauty and the Beast. Like, through the whole movie, I didn't know who, like, all the characters were. And, um, at the end, you know, where, you know, they become human again, you know, after, you know, the curse has been lifted. Voices? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's That's like, oh, shit. Like, I guess it ended on such a high note for me, where it's like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Oh, right, right, It had, like, all these people in it, you know? Ewan McGregor and... uh, Yeah, Ewan McGregor, uh, uh, Stanley Tucci, (laughs) uh, Serene McKellen, um... Fuck, who he was, was a clock, it? right? Steering McLean was a clock? Yeah. Uh, Cogsworth. He was Cogsworth. Cogsworth. Who was a teapot? Miss Teapot? Uh, Angela Lansbury. No, no man. Sorry. That was like my crush. Um, fuck. Who was it? I want to... S- no, it wasn't her. It was Wendy Williams, right? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, fuck, no. Oh, God. But, like, yeah, you know, like, that was, like, that was very pleasant. Like, even, like, you know, just, like, the whole ballroom everything was all decorated like damn that looks nice yeah but you know like it was just like a pleasant surprise seeing like all these actors and actresses that were in it yeah it's like damn that was really good that was was good cameo but i mean 
I, it wasn't a bad movie or anything by any means. Yeah, you know? I didn't say that, but I just didn't didn't see anything special with it. It was just like, you know, live action. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Doesn't mean it was bad. But like, uh, I, I guess we'll see how they do Lion King. See how Lion comes out. Um, what else? Yeah. Uh, oh, Toy Story 4? Toy yeah. Story 4. That's great. We got uh, Beach Boys. Theme song for the trailer. God what song only, was it? God oh, only God knows. only knows. Yeah, that's right. It's like, dang, already, you know, it's gonna be some kind of torture. Mm. But hey, like it could be like the first time, you know, there's like four movies that you know kind of outdo each other with each one, and they're all good, and they just get better. I mean, yeah, I mean that's the goal. I mean, right? you never know, but uh, what else are you looking for? Anything kind of cool and sci-fi ish? Um, Joker. Dude. Oh, tomorrow! Tomorrow the trailer comes. The, out, the teaser. yeah, the new no, no, the teaser came out. The tomorrow's is supposed to be the official trailer. Oh, okay, okay. Like a two, three minute one. Oh, is it really? Yeah, like the like I guess the first, the teaser one was like a minute and a half or something. It's just the one where he's just standing there with the. No, that was a teaser photo or some shit. The teaser thing came out already. The teaser trailer came out. Yeah, already. yeah. That's the one where um, uh, you can hear Robert De Niro's voice in it. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, that's the that's the trailer that sold me on the film because before I'm really iffy about it and the DC really's been hit or miss, and I'm a I'm I like DC more than Marvel in general, at least comic book wise, but the movies I've always been like man I'm rooting for you please don't let me down and they let me down, but I really <laughs> enjoyed Wonder Woman I fucking loved Aquaman Shazam looks like it's gonna be out of the fucking park oh Shazam uh, yeah that's right. and 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 the problem was I like Batman vs Superman but for the wrong reasons. What do you, you mean? Know, well, you know, just, you know, I'm always talking about how just because something's enjoyable doesn't mean the quality is there. <clears throat> I've said this many times because I hate when people say, like, because it's like, oh, yeah, I like that song, whatever. Oh, it's so it's so good. Well, being good doesn't mean it's high. It doesn't mean the quality is there. <laughs> you can like something and it be a, a shitty song or a shitty movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't... That, your enjoyability of a product does not have anything to do with the quality of what it, how good like, it is. Like, I like it doesn't mean that it's good. It's just, exactly. just like it. And that's how I felt about majority of the DC films with Suicide Squad, with Batman vs. Superman, with the original... with the Not the original. With the Superman... The first Henry Cavill Man of Steel film. Uh, with, uh, with Justice League. You know, I like these films and I can watch them over and over again, but I, as a film buff, I know that they're not good movies. Gotcha. You know, and that's that's what's kind of like hurting me because I, I also like the Marvel films, but I know that Captain America Winter Soldier is probably one of the best regular films I've ever seen. And aside of the, you know, what was it? Avengers Infinity, uh, Infinity War is one of the best films aside from just being a fun comic movie it's actually a really like good a movie. good movie not movie. just uh, as like, yeah. a, like a niche I guess yeah and I can't say the same for the DC films you know they've been they've been they're enjoyable for me because I'm a kid but they're also really shitty movies and now they're enjoyable for me because they're so bad they're like you know good, oh one of those yeah they've become that for you know like like for Batman vs. Superman um I liked uh, Lex Luthor, hmm. uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Like. That's one of the worst parts of the film. Why do really? you like him? I, I like his. You I just like, like his... Jesse Eisenberg in general, though. Like I like him. You know, yeah. I like like stuff he does, like Social Network. Like uh... I wish he would have played. Okay, so when I heard Jesse Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor, I oh, thought, okay, like I thought, like oh shit, he's playing Lex Luthor as as he played um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. 
because that was Lex Luthor to me. You know, that was legitimately the, the scene I kept thinking about when he's like, "You have a you have a, a pinch of my attention." What did he say? You have minuscule. Oh, uh, it's like oh, he's talking to one of the attorneys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, "Do I have your attention?" He's like, "No." It's like, "What? You don't think I deserve your yeah. attention?" You know, it's like. Uh, he goes on in his little spiel like you yeah. have like the minimum like, like the minimum amount continue or something like that. He like, said something very arrogant, but I'm like fuck, that's Lex Luthor, man. That's awesome. He did not do that here. He was playing the Riddler here. He was playing some jackass that was over the top and not in a good way. Yeah, I just didn't think. I just didn't. I just didn't like. To me, that's what killed him. And I had high hopes for him because I, I thought, dude, if do what you did and fucking, uh, he thinks he's in a comic movie. Stop. This is what I can't stand actors that treat movies as they're in a comic movie stop don't treat it like that treat it as if you're in a real movie don't treat it as if you're in a comic movie and you think you need to be over the top right this right. was my problem with um elizabeth banks and in, in as Rita repulsa on the power rangers movie she's treating it as she's this over the top she's in a cartoon or she's in oh, okay gotcha. dude don't do that just do you as you would you know it, it, I'm surprised you like his performance. I thought he was way too. It's not like, so much his performance, but I like his rhetoric. Man. I like the stuff that he says. Like what? Uh, what the hell did he say? I have to like go start googling his quotes. I know his quotes. Grandma's peach tea. Did you know <laughs> that part? No. The pissing um, scene. Um. When he puts the Jolly Rancher in that dude's mouth and uses his finger, that was fucking that's, weird, that's, man. That's, yeah, that's like a. Fucking 21 Jump Street, yeah. like, put your thumb back in No, that part was funny. <laughs> this guy made it creepy. Reminding me of my traumatic childhood. Jesus, dude. You know? <laughs> is this like Spotlight Part 2? That <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> oh my god, stop doing that. With the uh, Jolly Rancher. I don't even eat Jolly Ranchers anymore. Ew. They're not, not so jolly. <laughs> I just did not like his performance, man. I, I felt like he was in a different movie. I don't know. It was weird. And then at the end, he's like, even he's doing the summoning of dark side. He's like, what are you doing, dude? What movie are you in? You're not in the same movie as us. Is that American Ultra? I actually like the movie. I like the movie. That's what I'm talking about. He could be good. I don't know what he was doing with this one, but I just was not a fan, I guess. I don't know. I like some of his quotables. I just can't quote them right now. Potent potables? Potent potables. Um... What, uh, did you like anything else from DC? Um, like Justice League? It's not that I didn't like it. I just felt like... I don't know if it was like hype or just because like, oh, is this Justice League? I guess I just felt it was a little dry. I just dapped at the... C- well, CGI is... Well, that too. That was really bad. I really like... There's definitely... From these bad movies, there's certain scenes that I really like and I wish they would have just gone like... That's a different theme from this entire movie, but that's great. Like, I love the bad Superman scene where he just wakes up from death or just gets up from death and he kind of turns her. That's such a great scene where he just turns on the rest of the league and they're trying to stop him type of thing. Such a great scene. and He's kind of playing quote-unquote evil Superman. I, I, I love That's like, man, I, I just wish the movie would have been more in that theme. And then when he returns and he's playing the good guy character to stop Steppenwolf at the very end... Um, like, dude, he's playing, uh, Henry Cavill's playing Sasserman as he should have been playing from the very beginning. Mm. He's very uh, earnest. Is that the best way to put it? Earnest like and Jim sincere. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's, huh? Vern? <laughs> he's like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, he's very earnest and sincere and honest and just very, almost naive, but in a good way. And I was like, fuck, man, that's how you should be playing Superman the entire time. 
uh, not this kind of dark, groody, kind of moody Superman, because you think that's what the 21st century, you know, Superman deserves. No, fuck you. Like, Smallville Superman? He shouldn't even play that, yeah. And then, like, that part's fucking amazing. There's lots of cool parts in the film, but there's not enough cool parts to overwhelm the bad parts. But it's still enjoyable for me. I love the, I love the intro Batman scenes where you find that criminal in the on the rooftop. I love the Wonder Woman scene where she's fighting those terrorists at the fucking museum or whatever the hell it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a great scene. She blocks all the bullets from the. I just there's great scenes in this, but it's not enough to stop it from being a shitty movie. And uh, I don't know. There's a problem with not with DC and Marvel with where the. Final villain is a big gray villain, a CGI mess. You had that in Wonder Woman. You had that in uh, Batman oh, yeah. vs Superman, where it's a big gray villain at the end. You had that in um, uh, and even Suicide Squad, right? It was just this big Wild CGI Wild mess. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah, uh, and even Marvel films has that same problem. You know, Iron Man two. You know, whatever the hell you want to pick or think. Um, comic movies have this big problem where they have this big CGI mess at the end. And that's they have to quote unquote overcome it to to conquer it. Like, let's not forget that it's like the best films I feel like is, like say Captain America: Civil War or Captain America: Winter Soldier, where it's very personal. The enemy is very personal. Oh, to gotcha, gotcha. It has you have stakes in it because there's an emotional involvement to it. They treat it like a real movie, basically. And these big spectacles—that's what they are. They're a spectacle, you know. All, all, uh, no substance. All flash, no substance, basically. Like, uh, to overcompensate for, like, the lack of something else? Well, we'll just do a whole bunch of this, you know, hit them with bright, shiny things, and... That's like, what oh, it that feels like. Awesome, That's man. what it feels like a lot of times, you know, which is sad, because I want a, I want a really good movie first, and then let me worry about the spectacle or the flashiness. Look at the Nolan Batman films. Each one of those, uh, while some of them do have problems there, the plot's there, the acting is there, mm-hmm. and the directing is there. Let's worry about all the flashy shit later. Or well, a lot of them didn't have that much flashy shit or that much CGI, really. right? But they were just really good movies. They just had great acting, great yeah, plot, and great definitely. directing, and great score. And, oh, right. You know, I mean, let's not forget that. But the, uh, I mean, everything you can name your thing. But they they worried about the essentials first, and then the flashiness came afterward. If there was even necessity for flashiness, right? Like if there's room, yeah, we'll, we'll stop by. And there really was it need to, and as a as a film critic or as a film audi- uh, audience member or as a, you know, I consider us film buffs, we appreciated that more than anything, right? I mean, I, I, I did. I can't speak for you or yourself. Yeah, 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 No, I just like flashy stuff, like to make me feel good for an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I did, did my deed today. Yeah. No, 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 I get you, man. I get you. Yeah. But it's even like, you know, just like, you know, like, like philosophies too. You know, like, you know, like whatever, like, uh, like Keith Ledger, for example, is Joker. Mm. Like a lot of like he had like some great lines in that movie. Where like, everything he said was, I wanted to write, but get a tattooed on me. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, you know, and like stuff like that because that stuff like sticks out too. Like even after, like oh, that was a good movie, but then maybe later on, like, you know, something like an idea will pop in your head. It's like oh, because that's what he fucking said. Like you know, um, um, trying to think. I mean, you can't even really pick just like one thing that he said that just sticks out because. Like, in any part of that movie, he'll say something, and it's somehow relevant beyond that part of the movie. Well, what's one of the first things he says? Like, one of the first things he says is, um, uh, when when he takes off his mask and reveals he has makeup underneath, after, uh, I forgot that one character, I asked him, what do you believe in? And he says, 
I believe in whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stranger. Oh my god, can I get that tattooed on me? Like, that's <laughs> awesome, dude, you know? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like he had like something, you know, just something very profound for everything that he did, you know? Like, in any, any scene. It wasn't like a huge dramatic scene or anything. It's just like, like you know, just his uh, his embodiment of his ideologies, you know, whatever yeah. they were, you know? It's like, fuck, dude. But then you tried to have that replicated with uh, Jared Leto's joke, which I wasn't a fan of. I'm not sure if you were or not. I don't think he was really on. Like, I don't think, like, his, uh, his... uh, Actually, I'll say this. I didn't hate it. As much as people, he got a lot of hate for it. I didn't hate it. I, I just thought it was a curious new direction that would take some adjusting. And I'm willing to get the benefit of the doubt. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm bored. I'll, I'll let, let's see what you got. So I didn't hate it. But there's definitely, um, like, I don't know. What was your take on it? Like, I wish um, he, he would have had, like, a consistent role. Mm. Where it's not just kind of like him popping in. In and out. Being like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm Joker in the scene. And then later on, you know, like. Like, like it, I don't think it was cohesive, cohesive enough. Where, like, any of the other characters, where you just kind of, like, you know, throughout the movie, kind of, like, get a feel for him. Hmm. He was just kind of, like, just being, like, this five-second Joker for this part of the movie, and then that was it. And then hmm. It's like, okay, but, like, like something to kind of bring it together, where it's like, oh, okay, I feel you. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. But, no, uh, it does, absolutely. But that's kind of the way it was for me. Hmm. But I would have liked to see more. You know what? Originally, that was one of those things that <clears throat> people regret. Uh, well, not people, but the director regretted making... Um, Carla Del Veen, what was? Do you know her name? The supermodel that turned actress, Carla Delvini or Carla Del. Oh, Carla uh, Delvin. Carla Delvin. Carla Delvin. Uh, she was became the main bad guy as the uh, the uh, which which was she? Who? The witch. I forgot her name. Oh, um, uh, was it Empress? Was it the Empress? No. no. Wait, what am I thinking? No, I'm thinking Star Wars. Natalie Portman. Sure, I don't know. <laughs> wait, no, wait, um, I'm she off. was some kind of, of uh, whatever witch. In uh, what did she end up becoming the main bad guy anyway? In Suicide Squad. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, a lot. Of David Ayer, the director, who's who's really good at movies, not movies, at directing uh, his films. But um, he said that he regrets not making the Joker his main villain. Like that would have been make the joke. The whole the whole movie should have been the Suicide Squad assembled to whatever you know fight different odds. And the Joker being the main bad guy trying to get Harley Quinn back away from the Suicide Squad. That would have been And good. that would have been the whole movie. And that would have like, been good, shit. Man. Yeah, no fucking shit. But I guess studio involvement, W, you know, Warner Brothers, um, they wanted something different, They whatever the fuck. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll go along with it, that kind of thing, you know. So that's kind of ended up fucking, uh, Enchantress, that's her name. Enchantress. Enchantress, there you go. So that's kind of ended up fucking up his original vision for the film. And, yeah. like, that would have made more sense. You would have got a lot more character development with a Joker. Exactly. And, every, exactly. and it would have That's been a solid mean, villain. Yeah. And everybody has actual intent. And if you can kind of see, half the movie is the Joker trying to get Harley Quinn away from the Suicide Squad. Right. So it kind of makes sense. And if you just kind of were to focus the movie towards that direction, it could have been a, a lot better movie than it, it yeah, would have been. Uh, now, speaking of that... So I was when they when I heard a new Joker film was gonna be bent that's not in continuity with the rest of the film, I was like, Why are they doing this? They're just making a Joker short story. And then I was kinda of coming around to it because like, okay, well there's been a lot of comics where there's a Joker solo story that 
isn't in continuity with their stuff. You just want to, you know, you have a writer and an artist, and they want to tell their Joker story that doesn't have to be specifically to Batman comics. It has to be, you know, non-con, basically, what we call it. And um, they might retcon it later or whatever the fuck. But like, okay, they do this in the comics. Maybe, okay, fuck it. It's, maybe it is a good idea to do it in the, in the movies. But I was still like 50-50. And then, you know, Adam McKay's directing it. who's was fucking... He's awesome because he's done like um, his comedy shit. Obviously, he works a lot with Will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell, yeah. But he's done really good dramatic roles too because he did that other one with Christian Bale. Um, the one with the priest molesting in Boston. What was it? Um, Christian Bale? No, 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 yeah, but um, and Amy Adams, Adam McKay directed it. Oh, uh, doubt. Yeah, was no, that, was it doubt? No, it wasn't doubt. That was the Philip Seymour Hoffman ones. Oh, okay, which one am I thinking? I think it's this one had Michael Keaton in it too. Spotlight. Mm. Spotlight. I think he did that one, and then he did oh Vice with Christian Bale. Um, oh shit! Yeah, I haven't seen that which one. Which got nominated for, dude, so good. It's Sam Rockwell and Christian Bale. I yeah, mean, yeah I I'm fucking that. in, man. The great line. Yeah, no, 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 I'm fucking in. But anyways, like it's always cool when like comedy guys turn to dramatic guys because they really can turn a good story I think more than someone who's been a dramatic guy his whole life like so they only know one thing right right thing. the comedy guys will get you that heartfelt but they also plant you that smart satire stuff anyways Vice is awesome well anyways so I found out he's doing the director movie like a Joker movie like I'm a little bit more in I'm just a little bit more and more in and Joaquin Phoenix has always been the guy that's 50-50 for me you know like half of the movie are good for me half of the movie are not just depends what he kind of does with it. Robert De Niro's in this. Brian Callen is in this movie. Oh, nice. nice. Brian Callen is in this because he's worked with Adam McKay before in, in Old School. And uh, and I forgot what other films. But yeah, but he, so he's like he's kind of like a regular friend of him. It's like, oh, shit. Okay, cool, cool. This, this might be good. I see the trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking 100% in. I want to see this now. Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal. And I think what he's doing is the... It's a mix of the Killing Joke story with the um, the Man Who Laughs story. Uh, like the movie? Like the... The, the cartoon movie, yeah. Oh, the, okay. the comic book I'm more speaking of. The, oh, oh, The Man Who Laughs... No, 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 not The Man Who Laughs film. Oh, okay, there was a okay. book uh, named... A uh, graphic novel named The Man Who Laughed. Uh, you're thinking of the Gwynplaine, uh, Conrad Veed film, right? Yeah. From the, the 1927 or something? Or 1927? Okay. There. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Actually, that's, that's a good... That's a good movie. It's not that long, if you guys ever want to check it out. But the man who laughed, who the visual part is based on the Joker. The mm-hmm. Joker is visually based on him. Um, the actor names Conrad Viet, who plays this guy who's just called Comprachicos. And he's called, you know, um, which is what? Children Fire? Or how would you translate that? It's French, but um, how would you translate Comprachicos? Like, buys kids or kids buyer or... I don't know. I don't Kids seller. I, <laughs> I, I mean, there's something lost in translation there. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. someone who. He doesn't, like, buy kids. He basically frees orphans. That's the point of the movie is he saves a bunch of little orphans. And he's kind of a hero, but he's masked. But he's scarred and deformed. So he's viewed upon as a monster in society. But so he usually wears, like, a mask or, like, a bandana over his face. 
so if you reveal it, he has that weird Joker smile. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but he saves the ki- He saves a bunch of orphans from whatever. He's like the the anti Pipe Piper, basically. Yeah, I guess that's a fair yeah. way to put it. Yeah, you seen the film? Yeah, you're familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, have seen it. So it, it's actually really good. It's not bad. It's a silent film for everybody at home too, by the way. So you're gonna have to read. You're gonna have to read, <laughs> but it's a good movie. I liked it. I, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I only bought it just because you know, see Joker origin shit. But I ended up <laughs> liking it. That's how it starts, right? Like all the like shit I'm into that's like classic literature, or, like cool old movies. It's only because of uh, comic books. <laughs> it's all good, man. Like to even have that exposure, so you know of it, then it's like, oh shit. Like I told you, the, spread it around. Absolutely. Like I told you, my favorite book ended up becoming Oscar Wilde's. Uh, <clears throat> picture of Dorian Gray, but that's only because of Lee Lee's Dorian Gentleman, where where, oh, yeah. where Dorian Gray is a is a cast member. And you know, was whatever. it Robert Thompson? Uh, he played Dorian Gray. no, no, no. What? <laughs> no, not Robert Thompson. Because <laughs> Robert Thompson's a black man. <laughs> Just so you know, who used to be? Oh in the yeah, parenthood. from Blank Man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> from Blank Man and Meteor Man and. Uh, not Blink no, from Meteor, Meteor Man. Man. That's what Again, I was thinking. once again. Oh. And Parenthood, the show, if you remember that. I remember that, Before yeah. the new Parenthood. You're thinking of Stuart Townsend. Who Stuart Townsend. Used, who used to know. date Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah, and Pete Townsend, his brother, who used to play sure. in band. Sure, sure. Pete Townsend. Yeah. <laughs> who? 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 Pete Townsend? Who? <laughs> who? Who's on There's like I six know. people who got that joke that we just ran out <laughs> of. Well, then that's not enough. <laughs> Feel sorry for everybody else. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Uh, that's funny. Anyways, yeah, like all my like exposures to like classic literature or old fucking films is all because of comic books, man. Good, for, good for comic books, you. Yeah. But it's cool. It, it, it's like uh like a I don't know, I don't call it like a six de- degrees of separation, but just uh kind of I know you, what you're yeah. you you know what I mean? Like that's cool. Like whatever got you to that point, it's like you feel better about it. Like oh, like I, like, I get it, the reference. But even that, you know, that it impacted you in a way where it's like very sure. it's substantial and sure, yeah, yeah. So I get, like all these random things. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. you. I'm with you, man. Um, oh yeah, so the the trailer, dude, the the Joker movie trailer, the teaser one, even not even the full one, but that one's. I think the song in the back that's playing in the background, the uh, mm-hmm. the the you're no good song, that's playing. You're no good. You're no good. Yeah, like even that is playing along with the uh, like. The scene where it really like just sold me like oh fuck I'm in. <laughs> it's Robert De Niro interrogating uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character, obviously Joker, mm-hmm. where he's just like, um, uh, I you know have you ever lied before or have you ever killed someone before? And you, you know, don't lie to me. And he just has this like serious moment where like why are you asking me this? And there's just like a it happens in the space where he's like. He started giving a real smile, and he was just like, <laughs> like laugh. And I was like, oh shit, that got me. That like got me on board. And he's like, um, then like it cuts a bunch of shit, and then Robert De Niro's asking his questions like, how did your father die? And then Joaquin Phoenix's eyes are all teary eyed, and he's like drunk. And then he's just like starts hitting his head, and then he he hits his head, and then he hits the the fucking table was like let's do this I'm in I'm in let's go and I was like what is <laughs> happening like, yeah. yeah, dude it was just like very very Gary Oldman and the professional type shit to me uh, which was a cool you know what I'm saying it, 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 I'm, whatever he's doing with this with this performance I'm in dude his Joker is I, I want to see stuff. what he has to do he's with it stuff. he's got my money basically <laughs> <You know? laughs> shut up and take my money yep yep yeah. yep that kind of thing yeah oh yeah that's good uh, let's go a little mini episode what else you got Lovie anything else uh, Last minute rundowns before we close up. Uh, what do you think about us? 
Um, very okay. Another shout out promo to my my boy Tom. He's got a his own YouTube channel, Thomas Tomas. It's called T H O M A S T O M A S. Thomas. He has oh, yes, I saw the his review on us. Did you see yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So check his shit out. Um, he talks about he rambles <laughs> he rambles on a lot like we do. Here on this show, but he just talks about us, and then he rambles on, talks about Quentin Tarantino, Wes Anderson, whatever the fuck. But it's a, it's a, it's a good shit. Check out his channel. Check out his videos. Give him a like, please. Boost up his little ego. We, I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, I like the. Okay, so I say this. I, right off the top of the hat, let me get the negativity out the way. I like Get Out better. I'll say that right now. I like Get Out a lot better. This, but now positively, Us was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that scary, if the intent was to be scared. But the definitely intent was to be uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. Definitely. And I, I really, that, you know, sure. right? Yeah. And I really enjoyed the film, and it. De- I really liked the way it left me for wanting more. Like, okay, now I got to see what happens next because it really set you up for a sequel, in a way that the uh, his first one did it. This one legitimately set you up for a sequel, and I was like, okay, I want. I'm intrigued. I want to see what answer my plot hole questions. You know, right, 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 right. But I, but I was in, man. I really enjoyed it. I really, really it liked good. it. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, man. Um, because I don't, I don't think it was supposed to be like a branch off of Get Out. I mm. think it was just like, this is what he gave us. Then it's like, okay, like let's see what he does with it. Yeah, I don't even think they're in the same universe. I could be wrong, but I don't even know if they're. Yeah. I don't maybe. think I didn't see like any any like little Easter eggs. But then yeah. again, I probably missed it. Who knows? Yeah. But like, I like you know the way he sets up, like the uncomfortableness. Like, you know, like, the scene, like, even in the beginning, you know, where it could be, like, something kind of minuscule, like, the dad's, like, a drunk or something, you know, but it doesn't really emphasize on that. It's just kind of, like, almost like a very sub-subplot. But then, you know, where she get the little girl gets uh, kind of caught up in, like, the House of Mirrors after, you know, she kind of wandered off. And then, you know, it kind of, like, it, it takes, a like, a few sequences to get to that point, because, yeah. like, it's kind of like a flashback, you know, it's yeah. kind of her flashing back and forth. Yeah, throughout the whole during, movie. You know, yeah. present time, so... It doesn't give it to you right away. We're like, okay, this is something, and then, okay, here's something else. Granted, but you, did you not think it was a lot of the stuff was obvious or no? Uh, like, like at by the end of the point, I'm like, why did you have to do that? Like, I, I, like I didn't like the ending. I'll say oh, that. Okay. Like, I didn't like that that the that twist. You didn't see that coming the foreshadowing beforehand or no? I, I didn't want to. I thought like, oh, maybe he's gonna do something better. It's like, okay, it, it did occur to me, but like, no, it's something else. Then it's like, oh man, I, I I saw a lot of stuff coming, and I was like, okay, I think that's why I like Get Out a little bit more because for for me, Get Out, I didn't see a lot of things coming, but a lot of, I saw a lot of things after the fact where like that makes sense. Okay, oh, that's why he did that, and for here, I saw like, oh shit, okay, that's probably gonna be this, or this is probably gonna be that, so maybe you know what it is, dude. He's a victim of his own success. And, the, and let me explain, because it's the M. Night Shyamalan kind of mentality where you go into an M. Night movie and you're looking for things now. You're oh, searching okay. for... And that's how I felt coming into this movie. I'm searching for the symbolism or I'm searching for foreshadowing. And so it made me predict these things that were ended up coming to pass in the quote-unquote twist or the quote-unquote uh, turn of the films. I didn't have that with Get Out because I had nothing to expect, right? Right, right. So that might have changed my view and experience, but I felt that way with this one. Like... What if uh, Us was his first film? We would have probably never have thought of it. Oh, this makes sense here. This makes sense there. We probably wouldn't have looked at it the same way, right? 
I guess every director has that, especially the horror film twist ending guys, right? Mm. Because you're prepared after you see the first one that blows you away, you're prepared the next time, right? So maybe that's just us not letting him get away with anything, you know? Like I think as we would with the first one because we don't have anything to expect. Like, like kind of like a point of reference, you mean? Yeah, it was definitely a point of reference, but especially just because he he hit such a high standard. He, like I said, it's a victim of his own success type of thing. Maybe that's why we're looking into it with arms crossed type thing, and the whole why why'd you have to do that with the twist ending type thing? Yeah. For me, it was because yeah. like that was like obvious. Like I mean, that could have been done like any number of times. Like for some, it reminded me of like the Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the Halloween ones where Bart has, like, he really had a brother that lived upstairs right. in the attic right. or whatever. But it just turns out that Bart's actually the evil twin, you know? Absolutely. Like, it was, it was, like, it was... Almost the first thing that popped in my head was that Her- Herbert giggling about, like... Hugo. Oh. It was Hugo. No, no. Uh, Dr. Herbert. Uh, oh. <laughs> argue, giggling about, like, oh, what? You know, that whole thing. Like, yeah. I guess he was the good one all along, you know, that whole thing. It's like, ah, don't look so shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that was, like, you know, like, uh... Like, at some point where it's like, okay, there's two of them. But, no, nah, that's too obvious. Like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of came and went. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to like, watch the movie and just take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. But, then it, but then, you know, when, you know, it all kind of came to be, I was like, God. I mean, the, 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 you know, the obvious symbolism for what it represents is there. And I thought that was a lot, like, very too obvious. The whole the thing is it represents... Uh, I mean, just us in general. The movie's called Us. U.S. That's Americans. You know, it's, it's right. supposed to be us. And they literally say, who, who, when we say, who are you or what are you? We're Americans. And it's supposed to represent, like, minorities getting treated like shit. And that they are exactly like the majority. You know, obviously white people and, and brown and black people. Uh, they're, they're closer to us as we think. And we don't give them credit. And they can be any one of us, right? The whole thing with her being the actual good one. Like, it I okay, so to going deeper into the whole political side of it, that part I kind of like because it represented. It doesn't matter if you were born with a good gene or a bad gene; it's your environment that you're brought in with that that tells you if you're a good person or a bad person. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like that part, you know, just because of that alone. Like, oh, you're saying that it doesn't matter if you have that gene in you to be bad or good. The environment you're brought in, brought in. That takes if you're going to be a good person or a bad person. If you're brought up with a silver spoon, you're probably going to end up with a better life. If you're brought up with kind of fucked up shit, it's even harder to overcome. And I kind of like that. It's kind of, it's kind of a slap in the face of white people, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And without bringing race too much into it, that's what it's kind of what I felt he was he was saying. You know, right? Well, I mean. Because I was just, like, looking at it just, like, from a movie sense. Like, you know, I'm just trying to, like... Like, you know, just waiting for, like, some, like... Just out of nowhere. Like, fuck, I did not see that coming. And It, it was did. just that, that, that... But you did see thing. everything coming, right? It's not that I didn't see... Like Even the mirrors, though. Even the little girl going into that whole mirror fucking maze. What... what I think it was called uh, Find Yourself or Lose Yourself. Uh... Oh yeah, like the the, the, the title and the, the top forest of the thing. or something yeah. like uh, Merlin's forest. Merlin's uh, forest, and it said, uh, yeah. "Find your inner self" or "Find your." I think it was "Find yourself." Something, something, something like, like that. that. Right? Yeah, it yeah. was just like okay, well, this is obvious. So, like, like, there was yeah. a lot of obvious things that that were upsetting because it felt like he wasn't even trying. <laughs> it felt like a high school kid making a movie. Like I don't know. Again, it reminds me of The Simpsons. It's a uh, find Waldo yet again. There's this like part. I forget the episode. Where uh, Bart has this book that says "Find Waldo Yet Again," 
he opens it up. It just shows Waldo in the middle of the picture, and then like a kid in the background. He's just pointing at Waldo. He's just like, man, he's just not trying anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, like out would that kind of be, you know? Because uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. You that's know, like, not to make it too obvious, you know. That's but, fair. Yeah. But um, I still enjoyed it though. Now we're talking the negative parts, right? Right. The the positive parts very enjoyable. I really liked uh, Homegirl's acting was on point. The main chick. Uh, Lupe? Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, right? Yeah. She, dude, Lupita Nyong'o is, wait, she, what was she in before? I know she was in Black Panther, but what was she in, uh, prior to that? Where'd she get famous? 12 years, uh, 12 years, um, what else was she in, um, fuck, was she in? I think those are the biggest ones, right? But what I don't think those are major ones. She was like, it's so hard to play a duality role or, uh, Jekyll and Hyde type role without coming off as a cheesy or just like over dramatic like a it's so yeah it's because it's easy to play in the whole fucking oh yeah you're right over dramatic role but she did it I thought she shined in that man one I guess I can't say I didn't like his acting but one who was just upsetting as a character and it didn't have anything with either made the movie better or worse but um, was Duke um, the main dad? The dad. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so upsetting because <laughs> he just turned out to be such a fucking bitch. Like if I was with, <laughs> like me and Jackie were laughing about it. Like dude, like she was like, Man, I would divorce him after <laughs> after we're all safe and and you're like he's we're divorced. Like fuck you, you did not do anything to protect this family. What is wrong with this guy? <laughs> like he just, <laughs> it was so upsetting the. The shit he would let, like, slide, or the shit he... Why Why would you let this happen, or why didn't you do this, or that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the girl, the mom was stepping up way more than anything else. She was definitely the star of the film. Right. She stepped up, like, and she was took care of business more than anything. It, it was just so upsetting to see, like, this guy do, like, dude, you're pretending your leg is... Like, not even pretending, like, even if your legs are, like, hey, dude... Oh, that's right. Toughen the fuck up, man. Like, come on, man. Your family's at stake here, like... Let the shot kick in and get the yeah. adrenaline going. Yeah. Dude, like, pretend you care, can you? Man, thank you. I don't know. It was funny. Though. It was almost like a joke. Like, would you say it might be like a satire of sorts? Like, maybe his portrayal? Uh, I don't know, man. To me, I thought he was a nerdy black guy. Plain and simple. He had a Duke. No, it wasn't Duke. It was Howard. Brown. Ha- Howard. Howard. Which is a notorious. Uh, notorious? Uh, was a notorious black school for uh, educated people, right? They go there. But I always think that, yeah, you... Well, I guess it's the cliche, right? An educated person is a fucking weak person. It's not true, but... Well, no, maybe it is. A smart person is not a weak person. That's a cliche. Because that's not necessarily true. But an educated person, maybe that might be... Because I have to look at education with preppiness. And a preppy person, more than likely, is kind of a bitch, right? That's... That goes... I, okay, so I'll say this. I feel better saying... <clears throat> more than likely, a preppy person is would be more of a bitch than a smart person would be more of a bitch, because intelligence and and preppiness or don't have that much to do with each other as a far as part as toughness or strength or anything like that, right? I don't think so. You can be smart and tough. You can be smart and strong, but being preppy or educated and tough, educated and strong is rare. So. If I see someone with uh, that has that kind of that kind of 
like a, he's wearing a sweatshirt or something like rep- he's supposed to be representing someone who's preppy or educated I mean more inclined to say like oh he's a fucking he's more of a on the nerd side rather than the tough guy side look at um Goodwill Hunting mm-hmm. like the like the scene with um Apples. that that uh yeah like well that that little bar scene they were that, preppy uh, they were educated versus a guy who was smart and tough right like you know, before he chimed in, it was that guy with the the ponytail, yep, the yeah, ponytail yeah. dudes. Like, and he's just kind of trying to show off, like, yep. his education yeah. or whatever. He's doing then, the preppy educating thing, yeah. But then you know, um, Will kind of comes in, kind of puts him in his place. Right, right, right. And it ends so good, you know. The, well, it ends so good because it ends with not only did he put him in his place education wise, but he's literally his last word he says is literally. But if you got a problem with that, we can step outside. And that's his tough my guy mo taking it over and he's like, No, no, we ain't got no problem with that kind of thing. <laughs> Where he's like, Oh, okay, you're bitching out, you don't want to fucking handle this. Okay. That's why I think that's a perfect representation. That's why I hate saying like just cause nothing worse pisses me off than when people automatically equate intelligence or smartness with uh with uh, weakness. That's not we why can't why can't we move past this stereotype of you have your jocks or you have your Based on how you you have your strong man or your tough man on this side, and you have your smart man or your intelligent man on this side, and you're never one and the same person. It never made sense to me. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe for me personally, it was just because like my literal hero is Batman, and he literally is like both. both he's the, all yeah. of it. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. he represents: is both the intelligence and the toughness come together in the in, in you know this idea that I you know ideal way. Uh, I hate I hate when people. It's just that stereotype mentality. You go to, you you see any movie in the eighties or nineties even, and they always oh, put yeah. they always put these people in certain circles or certain boxes that they're not supposed to escape. Segregated? And they tell and they tell you that's how you're supposed to be. If you're a jock and you're athletic, you're fucking dumb. If you're smart and you're or, and you're nerd or you like weird shit, you're fucking weak. And they never like can't this guy cross over? <laughs> like is that is that not like possible? Prison. You gotta stick with your own kind. I guess. I, man, <laughs> I just disagree. I just just disagree no, with that. But that's not how life. I'm not planning on going to prison. But. No, Amen. be prepared, right? Lecturers are prepared, man. Yeah, that's how we do it. Got my shit going. Well, that was fun. We were supposed to end this like 20 minutes ago, but that was fun. It's all good, man. I still gotta edit the other stuff. All right. Um, this was a cool little teaser, guys, for you. Uh, we recorded this because. Cause Friday we're gonna go hang out at um uh, the Echo the Echoplex. Echo. Where's the Echoplex? At? It's a uh, it's on Sunset. It's in LA. It's, it's uh, Jackie wants to do some emo night shit or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, let's roll. Yeah, whatever. Um, I have as of right now, like I have no interest in any of that emo shit. You love emo music, gosh. Cool man. Sure don't. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, dress code. Good. What's the dress code? Can I ask you that? Yeah. Who? Dress code. Dress code. Oh, it's just. Whatever. No, it's not like like a club or anything. It's I could come from work, whatever. It's like a bar. Yeah, like I'm going straight from work. Oh, okay, okay perfect. Okay. Well, I mean, my work clothes are a little different than your work. Oh, gotcha. But uh, can I come just from? Yeah, from there's work? no dress code or anything like oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, frick it, perfect. That's even better. Now I like this place. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, is not that type of spot. Or no. Anything. Yeah, but they're gonna be playing emo music, though, huh? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, now I don't like it anymore. All but right. whatever, whatever. I got headphones. Don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man, this is fun, man. Great. Thank you, Lofi. For sure, this man. Was, 
we just I just don't want another week going by without another episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We weren't we weren't able to record last week because uh, shit, man. You you met Big Boy or some shit like that last week. Oh, oh uh, yeah, uh, it was a um, Mike Epps or something. Yeah, it was like a Big Boy was hosting and it was like Mike Epps thing, you know, with a couple of other comedians. Yeah, in uh, Long Beach downtown, Long Beach at uh-huh. the Terrace Theater. It was pretty cool, man. It was yeah, pretty cool, you know. I saw some pictures that Eileen had posted in Junior, you know, her dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw some posted uh, pictures there. Uh, you know, you guys were all in the background or whatever the fuck. But I I, um, I got your, because you told me, like, you guys are going to hit Roxanne's up afterwards or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, And uh, what were we doing Friday? Um, oh, I had dinner with my mom and her husband and my grandma. And we did that, but we got back early. We were, we were in by 10. But I remember... And I woke up in the morning, and I got your text. You sent like it was like twelve to thirty. It was like twelve. It was, and I was, was like, "This is such a dad move." I'm like, "Oh no, there's no way." If you're hitting me up at twelve something, that you're barely going to the bar or the club, like oh, I'm fucking. It was. I just remember being like, "This is such a dad move." I'm out. I'm already knocked out. No, yeah, like, I didn't know it was that late. I didn't yeah. realize that. I thought it was like we'd be out by like, I don't know, ten tops, yeah. ten thirty yeah, or something. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too late. But by the time you know, because I, I was. I was kind of drinking the yeah. whole time, so I was like, oh, shit. And we got I was like, oh, fuck. It's already this late. But, I mean, I still sent it anyway, just, you know, just in case you were down, but now I'm like, fuck it. I'm yeah, no, I, I feel you, man. I was hungover as shit the next time. Oh, that but, sucks. That's the worst part. But, I mean, hey. Like, good times, man. Well, yeah, for so we, we're not going to be able to record this Friday, so we want to get an episode in for you guys. Sure. Uh, episode 146 coming through you. But, yeah, man, um, hope you guys... I, I had fun recording this. Yeah, this was a nice a good little... One. Breaking the week type of thing, man. Definitely, it's good stuff. Definitely. And we'll be back next week with a yeah, another stu- uh, episode of Snooze and Booze. Uh, we had fun recording. We hope you have fun listening. Yeah.